politician will still come and say the same thing mm -hmm. without a blueprint of achievements or without any project timeline or any any project scope or nothing so we are just being deceived with new words old words same characters the same manifestos same manifestos and um nothing is being ticked out about the boxes if we've not ticked any of our any of our problems since 1999 what makes us think we are going to think here uh, tick any even if it's electricity between now and 2027 hmm. or even if it's food sufficiency all these things are bleak and getting worse look at the price of diesel with industrialization is at its lowest ebb. So where will the jobs come from? They won't fall from heaven. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the AKD Podcast Show and it's your lovely host David Chiriolo, the number one media outlet. Now, on today's episode, we're trying to bring a wake-up call for Nigerians. You understand we've been having so much problems in the country and then everybody's just keeping quiet so what is our fate in the next general elections of the presidential let's find out with these conversations okay, so right now we are having a youth voice you understand the youth is crying out and then we're having these conversations with different people sharing their different ethnic thoughts and relations on a general note, you know, understand so how we can solve and how we can, you know, tackle these problems in getting them right. So welcome guys. Hi, how you doing? How you doing today, bro? I'm very alright. Okay, we bless God for life. But now, what do we have as Nigeria? What can you say about Nigeria generally? Well, Nigeria, from my own perspective, is not just failing, it's actually going in an unknown direction. Hmm. When I mean unknown direction now, it's actually rudderless. It's hmm. like a ship on the high seas without a, without a destination. Hmm. It's just drifting. Hmm. Now, how did we get to this point? We need to have um, an historical perspective of what brought us here. If we look at um, the historical development of Nigeria along the political landscape, mm -hmm. we will find out that Nigeria was actually a trading zone, okay. which was sold to the British by a company then known as the Royal oh, Niger, Company. Niger Company. Yeah. Uh -huh. That same company today is known as Unilever. It's a global company. It's it still, a, it's still in existing. Nigeria to today. Till today. Uh -huh. It's a global multinational company. Mm -hmm. So, from onset, Nigeria has always been a business. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Business between the elites and the people and definitely in such transactions the people will always be shortchanged yeah. so historically from historical perspective nigeria as a nation has always been shortchanged yeah. now if we look at um, the british 
who took over from Royal Niger Company through the sale, they actually wanted an area where they could exploit resources. Mm. Resources in terms of human, in terms of material, and at the same time, creating a market for their own finished products. Mm. So all this happened for a period of a span of um, 99 years. That's from 1861, when the country was ceded Mm -hmm. from Royal Niger to the Royal Niger Company to the British till 1960 when we gained our political independence. Despite the fact that we attained political independence in 1960, Nigeria still remains an economic dependent nation. They are still relenting. We still remain attached to the appendages of the West, of China today, of so many other nations. We are still under the umbrellas of, the, of these governments. Of, of these governments. Yeah, now, yeah. we are still totally attached to them, and we cannot even chart a course for ourselves. Now, if we fast forward to the present democratic dispensation, mm-hmm. which um, started in 1999 till date, that's um, a cumulative of about 23 years we we'll realize that nothing much has been achieved in terms of infrastructural development. The same campaign issues that were raised in 1999 are still being battled till date. We still don't have electricity. We still don't have jobs. On the job scale, it's even getting worse. The educational sector, which was in a comatose state, is now totally dead. The healthcare system remains non-functional. And even where we've, um, successive governments have tried to build up structures, the adequacy of personnel has been an issue. The country has experienced a lot of brain drain in the past um, 23 years, more than any time in its history. Mm. Our intellectuals have been poached by the West and other economic progressive countries. Now, what is the way forward? Because we all know where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Fine, there are different perspectives of how we got here. Some laid it squarely on the military, mm-hmm. some have laid it on the political elites. But I, for one, I just believe that both of these classes and even the people are all part of the mess that we are in today. Now, the solution is what I look at. How did we get to it? And where are we going to from here? Where are we going to? What's the way forward? 2023 elections is around the corner. So much ulabalu has been raised in regards of candidates and um, where they're from, their tribal leaning, their religious leaning. And um, these are the same factors which the British used as a divide and rule tactic Mm -hmm. against us that is still being employed by present-day elites to further divide and balkanize Nigerians. Now, I know an average Nigerian's wishes proper infrastructure in place. Yes. Adequate healthcare system, good educational system, everything in at least if not perfect, at least in, in a in commendable a, state. Yes, in a good state. In a commendable state, which we are very, very far off if we are not even heading the opposite direction. Yeah. So now, 2023 is around the corner. Yeah. Our nation 
is being run on the 1999 constitution, which has been identified as a largely defective constitution. It doesn't cater for our needs, it doesn't cater for our aspirations, and it cannot get us anywhere. Now, if we look, leave the constitution and we add to our political system, it's in a chaotic state, in a chaotic state in the sense that everything about our politics is geared towards the interest of the political elites yes. and skewed generally against the people who they are meant to serve. Yeah. Now, if we look at, um, take a summation of the past 23 years and see where we are in terms of derelict infrastructure, in terms of um, collapse of the economy, in terms of massive job losses and a, a growing unemployment rates, we know that it's an indicator that Nigeria is not heading in any good direction. Mm. And now, how do we effect a change? The system that we are, we are practicing presently is highly defective. When I mean highly defective, the federalism system Nigeria is practicing is one, too expensive mm -hmm. for the country to bear. If we take a summation of how much has been spent on the National Assembly as an arm of government, which is a legislative arm of government between 1999 to 2022 that we are presently, mm -hmm. I'm sure it will run into trillions. And what is there to show for it? Nothing. We've spent so much making like laws, yeah. making bills. Most of these laws are not being enforced mm -hmm. or it's, it's subjected to class. Our laws are subjected to class before who you are. So as long as we continue to have weak institutions and strong men, we are not going nowhere. Yeah. We are just all about motion and no movement. So how do we get from here? The major identified problems that the political elite have used against the people have been the tribal angle, they've used the political tool in terms of um, religion, they've used nepotism as a tool to further divide us. But like I said, the average Nigerian is actually not really interested in all these things, apart from the good things of life which will make us comfortable and compete with other nations on earth. Mm. So how do we go from here? 2023, we will still hear the same campaign themes. We are not moving forward. The same electricity, the same roads, the same healthcare, the same education will be used as campaign tools. We ought to, number one, ask. If we start asking, possibly we could be explained that, okay, this is the process we want to go about it. Yeah. Possibly Nigerians don't ask, or maybe we don't know. Let's ask these politicians, that's one. But the fastest way to where we should be by now is by having an agreement, agreement mm -hmm. between the people, which will definitely entail a lot of political awareness and consciousness that needs to be awoken up among our people that, okay, fine, where do we want to be in the next 25 years? Those are the questions we should be asking. The vision 20, 2000 failed, 2010 failed, mm. SDG goals of 2020, they failed. Mm. We are in 2022, and they are talking about raising 
lifting a hundred million Nigerians out of poverty in this decade. This is 2022. We are talking about eight years from now. And I don't see any signing on board how that can be achieved. So, we have some options. I'm suggesting some options that will take us forward. Mm-hmm. Regionalism would have been a very good one. But the penchant for greed and avarice mm. amongst Nigerians, inclusive of followers, will still not make it work. Mm-hmm. The federal system we are practicing presently is way too attractive financially. And every politician that goes there wants to go amass money for themselves. Mm. Our political system is is way too expensive to run. By the time you are saying someone should come and pay 40 million naira for a form to become a president, for just aspiration, you pay 40 million. And now, on the same scale, we are talking about the minimum standard to go into such office being an SSC. It is really, it is, it is, it is, it is really lopsided. It's absurd. Forty million naira has knocked over seventy percent of eligible Nigerians from contesting for that Get position. The not making it for now, citizens. the SSC, which is meant to be the minimum standard, actually makes it too low for us to even achieve much in today's world. Now, going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't see any magic or any miracle, any politician across board, across APC, across PDP, across APGA, across any party that they are going to perform on this policy. Mm-hmm. As long as the system remains skewed and we are all beneficiaries of this corrupt system, yeah. we are not going anywhere. Yeah. We either have to have a rethink or we all decide that, okay, our political power, which is what we actually give to these political uh, politicians during elections, yeah. we actually want to take it back. When I mean taking it back, it doesn't have to be violent. When we say yeah. taking it back, we have to understand that the state of the country right now, in terms of insecurity, mm-hmm. is not even a guarantee for the rich. The poor are so hungry right now that they are now violent. They are very angry, and they will go to any extent to preserve themselves. Let's not forget that human life is about the first and most important basic that we all want to preserve. If we don't even preserve the life, we cannot even enjoy the good things. Mm -hmm. And now, even to get the life preserved, secured, it's a big deal on the part of the government. I mean, living in Nigeria is now a luxury. It's, I mean, it's a I mean, you wake up and you go to bed at night is more than grace in Nigeria it's now. More than Takes more than grace. So now, with all this failure and the allure of office, political office, which is which we've identified is the major crux of our problem. Mm-hmm. In terms of resource control, the politicians want to get into power to control our resources. Since we've identified those as the issues on ground, yeah. it's either we all have a rethink, a, a conference. I don't know how that is going to work out, mm-hmm. but I know it is possible. Let us have a discussion, an open, honest discussion about where this country is heading to. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's gotten to a point that if we do not make 
our politics or our political system yeah. non-attractive financially the country is heading to is doomsday faster than expected because the lack of infrastructure lack of jobs lack of mm-hmm. security it will still reach a tipping point it will reach a tipping point that will be dangerous to control yeah now if we have agreed that this political class cannot help us in any way by moving us forward i for one i don't i'm not interested in where the president of nigeria is from mm-hmm. i'm not interested in where who's true what, what tribe or or what religion he possesses or he practices i'm interested in good infrastructure good education good jobs good health care food security and the basic comforts of life for majority of nigerians that's what i'm interested in so in this regard what i will personally offer or posit as my own submission or solution is let us separate our natural resources our fiscal resources control and management from our politics the very moment we get that separated we will have a little bit of sanity and it will continue to go from that point mm-hmm. if we have a governor if we have aspirants that want to become a governor and you know that the salary you're going to earn in office is just two hundred thousand naira basic and you are just entitled to your official car and an oddly I bet you most of these people will not show their faces. They will not. We don't want you to control our resources again. We want a, 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 a different entity. We want a different entity. It could be a country. It could be whatever that is going to manage our resources. If we have gold on this land, they're going to develop it. Where they have diamonds, where they have bauxite, where they have where they have um, land for agricultural development, where they, where we can site, because presently politics is actually killing Nigeria than actually developing Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So, if we separate the control of our resources from political offices, yeah. it will go a long way. Whoever wants to become a governor, come and become a governor. Whoever wants to become a commissioner, if you are ready to earn 100000 a month. If you want to become a House of Assembly member, if you are ready to earn 120000 naira a month, mm-hmm. it's okay by us. But you do not have any influence on our resources, on its development, and how we're going to harness it mm-hmm. for the people. It is workable. It happened in Hong Kong between Britain and China. Hong Kong was ceded to Britain for 99 years until the 1st of May 1997. Sir Chris Patton was their last governor general. Mm-hmm. And today, if we look at Hong Kong and compare Hong Kong to China, which is also another global power today, Hong Kong still has better administrative, better. commercial, financial sectors and so many other sectors in comparison to both nations mm-hmm. fine we could say that hong kong is still an appendage of um, china but in comparison to what china would have done if it was not in the hands of the british now i'm not advocating that we lease nigeria to british because britain is part of our major problem still dates mm-hmm. so how do we severe because nigeria is the country that africa is waiting for to give it its leadership as, as long as Nigeria continues to fail 
Africa will continue to remain at the bottom of this pyramid. Mm -hmm. So, more youth need to wake up. Let's reawaken our consciousness. Personally, if I had my way, if I was if I was to be given the opportunity, I would say let us have a management agreement with a country like Singapore for just 50 years. If we had given them this country to manage for us in 1999, we will not be talk, we will not be jubilating over Lagos or train railway line now. Hmm. We will not be anticipating for the conclusion of Lagos Ibadan Expressway, which has hmm. taken forever. We will not be talking about UCH being the largest hospital in Nigeria. Things would have been done and done better because they will not consider tribal they will not consider religion, they will not consider ethnicity, they will actually deal with us based on merits mm -hmm. and what can be developed in every local government in the country. Now, let's recruit more people into our military, let's recruit more people into our police. It's a, Singapore is a very developed country. Let's start from their template. At least we were better off than them in 1960. Mm. So, if today... They gained their independence in 65 when they, when they became independent from Malaysia. If today they are a developed nation, so what did they do and what have we done wrong? Where did we get it wrong? If we keep on looking back and blaming leaders, this one stole, that one stole, we'll keep on throwing stones. And that's not the solution. The solution is let us move from this point to a desired end which is going to be marked with benchmark developments. It's not just we are going to do roads. We are going to build, uh, develop healthcare. How? These are people that have done it in their country. We see how things have worked there, and things are still working perfectly. Singapore is about one of the best countries in the entire Asia. And how did they get there? I've read so much about the country. It's about the neatest country in the world. It's about one of the most disciplined places. So how did they arrive there? Let's not put all our blames on our political leadership because definitely our leaders are from the followers. They don't fall from the skies. They emanate from our society. So our entire society needs a general revamp, a general reorientation. We just need to make a stop at this point. Mm -hmm and decide that where do we actually want to go. Because if we continue this charade we are practicing in the name of democracy, yeah. in the next 100 years, we will still be anticipating for when we will have electricity. We will still be anticipating for when we will have good roads. We will still be celebrating 50, 60 kilometer train tracks. And we will still be commissioning boreholes. The future looks bleak with this system. It's quite disheartening. But there is a way out of it. As long as we all make these politicians realize that we are tired of all this four, four years charade of five kilo kg bag of rice, 2,000 naira, 5,000 naira, those things have not gotten us anywhere, and they are definitely not going to take us anywhere. Yeah. So let the youths that have the majority of numbers and who this country actually belongs to, because 
the political elite, the next gen this generation ruling us in the next 10, 15 years, they will largely be gone. And the country will belong to the youth. And what will they say they did when the country was being run aground? So this is a wake-up call mm -hmm. to every sensible Nigerian. Yes. We need to get involved. Because if you say you're not interested in politics, when the low lives who are interested in politics get into office, they will make laws, they will take decisions that will be binding on you that proves or claims to be knowledgeable or touche. Let me use that word now. So we need to wake up. It's just a reality. We just need to, and it's quite urgent. That's my submission. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. So, uh, so what have you seen, or what can you say, like has been like uh, part of the problems facing this present government? Um. Okay. Good afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um. What's the question again, please? I said, what can you see has been like the challenge facing this present government? And what can what, what can we provide as the solution? Um according to my own understanding, I think the problem this present government is having is not is not is not really them. I I believe there has been problem before before this government. Right came. before now. Yes, there mm -hmm. has been problem even before we were born. Mm -hmm. But those that, that give birth to us, our parents, they, they saw it as a problem, but then they were still, they still, they still, they still had rights. Let mm -hmm. me say they still had rights. They, they could still talk. Do you understand? Yeah. But um, what, what I am going to say right now might not really be the main solution, but I believe language is a barrier in nigeria communication yes communication yes um i have never been to the north okay. but from what i hear and from what i see mm -hmm. if you meet an Aousa man mm -hmm. man will never speak english to you never they will speak they, their Aousa language. they will speak their native language yeah. even to each other yeah. if if you and i we are not Aousa. Mm -hmm. We we are meeting with two Aousa guys. When they need to speak something in secret, they will not speak English. They will speak, they will speak Aousa. Yeah. Same goes to Igbo. Same goes to Yoruba too. Mm. Those are the three major tribes in Nigeria that we have. You understand? So the fact that we don't even understand each, each other, other's like, language, as a, as a I see it. I see it like as a problem. Yes, I see it like one big problem mm -hmm. because. How can I understand you when I cannot understand your language? Mm -hmm. It is very, very, it's it very is very long. difficult. Yeah. It is going to be very difficult too. Do you understand? But as a brother, mm -hmm. we, 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 have been, we have been taught to live together. Yeah. That is how we grew up. Mm -hmm. We know that I have a brother. Like you now, you right now, you know you have a brother in the north. Mm -hmm. You might not be of the same mother. Yes. But you know you have a brother there. Definitely. You have a brother in the east. Yeah. So... I, I I just believe if Nigeria could just, I don't know if it's possible, I don't know if it's not going to be possible anymore, because I hear it's not possible anymore. If Nigeria could stay mm -hmm. 
if Nigeria could just if we just, if we could just stop this name Nigeria and stop this federalism of a thing and just do you know? Mm-hmm. But they they said we are too old to be talking about zoning. Yeah. This is not about zoning. This is about you do do you like this? See, the truth is I can you cannot force me yes, to like you. Yes, definitely. If you if the energy does not work, it cannot move. It can't. It you you move. can't force me to like you. Do you understand? No matter how 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 strict it is, if I force myself to like you, what the the real me will always showcase itself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, Definitely. do you understand? So I believe if we can just just go our own way, yeah. that's part of the solution that I am preferring. But the other one that I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. is the ability for youth to know their right. See, our vote is our right. Definitely. If we don't vote, we are complaining that these people are not. Are we going to? Are, are we going to chase them out of power? Yeah, def- yes, we have to. Yes, yes, we have to use that. Yes, we have to. We have to get our get our voters card. Mm-hmm. Go out and cast our votes, but yeah. youth are scared. Your your security is not guaranteed when you go to vote. We have seen votes in Nigeria. Look at the time of answers. It yeah. was a pre- peaceful protest yeah. until these same people that we are trying to vote against came and attacked us. Yes. Disguising as hoodlums. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure if our our if your safety or my own safety is guaranteed. It's safe. Yes. Nobody that, is safe that in is, Nigeria that right is now. Why that is why you hardly see youth going to vote because you just uh, they, 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 might, they, they might start shooting anytime mm-hmm. and and the truth of the matter is nobody wants to die as as difficult as the country is yes do you understand nobody yeah. wants to die all of us are all sourcing for a way to survive yeah. so nobody would die because our safety is not guaranteed but if we can just summon the courage mm-hmm. go out vote yeah Hopefully our vote counts, mm-hmm. then we'll start seeing results. Mm-hmm. We'll start seeing results. Yes, and that is actually my point because I'm trying to bring around this sensitization of PVC voters card. You get telling people to actually make sure they vote. Yes, we always know that yes, uh, say our vote does not count, say the politicians buy vote. But if you don't go out and vote, how would your vote count? Yes. You get? Yes. So you actually have to do it. You get this in the process of doing it that you would now hope and then you see the result. Um, um, okay, I'm going to say something yeah. to that. Me personally, I have done my voter's card. Um, oh, I, think, okay. I think I've done it about three times. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? They always give me the temporary. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten a permanent voter's card. Your permanent voter's card. card. That's to vote as a bona fide citizen yes. of your country? Yes. yes. I have done in several places. I don't know if it's if it is my luck. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I think it is by luck now because they are so. You have if to you know someone. No, yes, like a see, see, it is truth. What I'm saying now, it is true. There are so many people that have done voter card that have not seen their voter card. It is true. Definitely. And the last report I read that in your state, they they had about seven hundred thousand 
PVCs and collected permanent voters cards. So possibly the people are actually not going forward to pick up their cards too. I yeah, that mm-hmm. that's another very good point. Yeah. I went there. I went to my zone because they say you can't get it elsewhere. Yes. So I went there. There was a time I went there. They said um um INEC, INEC or your state INEC did not start working. That they are they are acting under the instructions of the of the governor mm-hmm. or maybe from 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 up. You understand? So I I I went there several times, several times, for real. Well, I didn't. I couldn't get it. But I I want to I want to say, why can't INEC be online hmm. now where you can just register? Like why in a digital world yeah. where technology yeah. has gone yeah, that you can online. do? They they are online. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are online, but it's you not too accessible. You can actually. You can actually. You can actually change your location if you've moved and all those things. I, I I saw the I saw the link some time ago. Okay. But I didn't I didn't check on it. Okay. But I know they're online. Where you can actually update your if you need if you've moved addresses, you can actually um, update and all those things. Okay, that's the new information I'm yeah. getting now. Yeah, they've actually done oh, that. Okay. okay. They're online. That's but how effective thing. that is, I wouldn't know because I've not tried it. Okay. Okay, I'll try today. Me, I'll try today. I'll inform my friends. I'll carry people along. I'm going to showcase this podcast to a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. See, we just need to just keep 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 the info we need to keep passing this information yes. See, election is coming again i've seen adults old men they started holding meeting meeting meetings they didn't help meetings that was not held last year yes. that was not held two years ago yeah. people are starting holding meeting the lobbying are started Mm-hmm. So do you understand? I've I've started seeing politicians moving around. I've seen guys, young guys of my age, trying mm-hmm. to market politicians for me. Yes. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. All because of the twenty twenty three election. They, yes, they know. They know. See, they know we are hungry. Yes. They know the only way you can get to an hungry man is through their stomach. Definitely. That's why during ele- to food yes, first. that's that's why during election the country is always more at ease until the election day. Hmm. So they will pump money into the economy. You will know people that will know people that when you go visit them because they want you, they want to buy you, they'll give you money. Thank you. You'll be looking mm-hmm. like I've never even worked for this man. Why is he giving me this kind of money? Mm-hmm. That's but because they know they will need you. Mm. They know you are gonna be of value later. So they will, the mo- you see the money will they start will coming. The money will start coming, they'll be patching up the roads. My for, for for God's sake, we are we are more than this. Fully, see, we are we are more than packing um um one kg of rice and giving Nigerians kuli and like, dairy. We are we are the more world than is this, more enlightened but, right now that we see what is going on in other countries. We are seeing USA leading. We are seeing Great Britain, you get UK the likes, and we are seeing how their government is being operated the system another another and we're supposed if, to live by example we're like the giant of africa if, if i would prefer another solution i'll look at it from the angle of okay if we are talking about giving out the country on a management contract it might seem extreme mm. which to me is actually the best option but if we want to be a bit flexible i think 
we should go back to the parliamentary system of government. Yes. Which is going to be far which cheaper is for more us to run. Once we know this is the head of the party, if there's an election, the party chooses, the leading, the winning party chooses the head of government. Yes. It's a straightforward thing. We don't need to run presidential, we don't need to run governorship, uh-huh. we don't need to... Now, on the state level, we don't need state governors. It has Make sure proven you do the that job. we don't even need them. Let's go back to let's let's adopt the British kind of system. Let us run Nigeria based on local government councils. Mm-hmm. Local government areas will have a representative yes. at the center and a council chairman. The council chairman is in terms of is is in charge of the development of that. Nigeria is too big. For someone to sit down in Abuja and tell me that you are legislating over what is happening in Zafara, yes, no. it doesn't work that no, way. No, no. It, it, has, it hasn't worked. It is obviously not working, and it will not work <laughs> if you don't. If, as a politician, if you are not within, if you are not residing within your constituency, then who are you representing? Who are you? Yes, Why are you representing? Imagine from the grassroots, mm-hmm. local government chairman, chairman eh, they don't live. They don't live in their in their. They area. don't live they in their domain. They, they, they don't. They don't. They live don't in live in their, their domain. They don't live in their domain. They immediately they win their election. They move out. They move their family out. They don't use the. They don't use the. The occupancy the, of the, the of the government. The, they don't use the. The amenities within the community anymore. Mm-hmm. So how are they supposed to? How are they supposed to make you work? Something they are not trying. Something, not. something, something they are not they're using. Not experiencing. Just something you don't experience. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine this example: bringing somebody that lives in the UK mm-hmm. to come and govern a state in Nigeria. Somebody that has never has not lived in Nigeria for the past ten years. How will you know the problem of the state? Wow. All because of your own personal interest. It because it's going to benefit the party. Hmm. Yes, that's what that is what they do. That is what's going on. Is our politics meant to serve the party or the or people? people? Or the people. Because all we hear now is about party consensus, party yes. this, party Let's that. go back to a two-party system whereby we know that we have this. Let's and go we back have to this. the parliamentary it's system. It's yes. cheaper for us to it's run. It's cheaper. It if is. they need to meet in Abuja, let them meet once a week. Once. The remaining four days, stay in your constituency and make sure things are working. Yes, now. You are not representing anybody in Abuja. That, that is what. All those um, unnecessary allowances and House uh, of Rep member earning 22 million. Do you know how much in Senate Senator, Senator earning 30 something million a Newspaper month. allowance. It is, not, it is not viable. It is not sustainable. Money meant for good development projects that will create jobs are being squandered on lawmakers making no laws. Where they make the laws, the laws are not effective. Yeah. Where they are effective, is subject to who flouts the laws. Hmm. So what are we talking about? We are just we are just we are just running on the same spot. Like I was making the analogy yesterday, Nigeria is like a tire hmm. that is on a wheel balancing equipment. Hmm. When it's rolled the tire is moving, yeah. but the tire is not going anywhere. Yeah. So our political system just indicates that the country is moving, but but the country is not going nowhere. It's a continuous cycle of failure. Rather, it's actually regressing. We are talking about a retrogression now in Nigeria, and not an advancement. So, how are we going to where, where are we going to from here? Yeah. 
if we first want to get serious, let's first do away with the federal system of government. Let's go to the parliamentary system of government. We know at the center, we have a prime minister. We know at the, if we want to have regions, we can still have regions, premier regions. But ideally, all those regionalism things, they are not even going to work. Hmm. Because Nigerians are way too greedy, way too selfish, and way too tribal to make it work. So now, let's get the local governments to work because those that the people are within the local governments. Mm-hmm. The state is an abstract body, yeah. as it's presently constituted in Nigeria. Yes. We are still we have thirty six states, and some politicians are still agitating for new states when the thirty six are not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Apart from Lagos. Um, rivers and possibly maybe Delta and one or one or two other oil producing states. How many states are actually dependent on themselves mm-hmm. without federal government subvention every month? So, if the states have been receiving so much and every local government still receives so much every month and we still don't see anything happening, then let instead of states receiving money, let the money of states further divide it, let's spread it down directly to the local councils. Mm. We don't need God to bring in foreign experts to come and determine them mm-hmm. and harness them and develop them. Let let people get jobs within their local governments. Yeah. Why is Lagos overcrowded? Because people feel there's opportunities more in Lagos. The rural urban drift will continue and as long as there's so much pressure in on our urban areas, crime will continue to fester Unemployment will increase. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be there will be pressure on the social infrastructure available and physical infrastructure. And at the same time, people will be living less quality lives. Mm. All this can be reversed if the local governments are actually doing their job. Things are happening. We do, you don't need to go to Abuja to make anything happen. You don't need to go to Ibado or Alausa or is it okay in Abekuta. You don't need to go to all those places. Whatever is happening within your local government, if you're a businessman, apply for contracts within your local government. Develop something within your local government. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your local government is your pride. Mm. And that is where we will take it from. Not at the state or the federal level, the greed of Nigerian political elites, it is just too worrisome to take us anywhere. And that's the honest truth, if we want to be sincere with ourselves. Definitely. This present system is not working, and it is evident. So let's just, first of all, put a stop to it, and let's get a way to make it make sense. Then we can decide this is where we want to go from here. But presently, we are going nowhere. 2027, we are still going to campaign about electricity. Yes. We will still campaign about good roads. Yeah. We will still campaign about uh, healthcare. Yeah. We will still, without a process in place yeah. to achieve all these things, yeah. every politician will still come and say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Without a blueprint of achievements or without any project timeline or any, any project scope or nothing. So we are just being deceived with new words, old words, same characters, the same manifestos, same manifestos, and then um, nothing is being ticked out of all the boxes. 
if we've not taken any of our any of our problems since 1999 what makes us think we are going to think here uh, take any even if it's electricity between now and 2027 mm. or even if it's food sufficiency all these things are bleak and getting worse look at the price of diesel with industrialization is at its lowest ebb. so where will the jobs come from they won't fall from heaven <laughs> We're in a dear state. Wow. It's evident and we can see that because like it has affected the country so much that we are now in a state of insecurity, you know, economic delocation, kidnapping. Kidnapping is like rampant right? it's, nowadays. It's an industry now. You get it's it's turned into an industry. Because I think I, I don't know, but everything not just everything just seems not working because the the need that was implemented by governments to make um, tracking all these kidnappers and all these criminals easier, yeah, I seem to failed hmm. because the obvious truth is that okay, we've linked into numbers. Numbers have been the it is still not working. It is still not working. At all. If we are talking about kidnapping, if kidnappers kidnap someone, at least they are, they, they, if they, you, even if they use the phones of the victims, we have base stations that these calls originate from. So what are we talking about? And these things are not rocket science. But I think everybody has just kind of lost hope and nobody is just ready to put the extra zeal. But I still, I would still commend our service men, because if not for them, probably the whole country would have been overrun by now. Hmm. I see we still have to give them a whole lot of high commendation because it's not easy. They are facing an asymmetric warfare. They are facing an unconventional conflict which they were not trained for, and um, the dynamism of the kind of crimes being perpetrated now leaves room to so much laxity mm. on the part of um, our security agencies. Like I said, they are still doing a great job within the allocated resources and the within the using the materials available to them. So it could have been worse mm -hmm. if we didn't have um, at least patriotic servicemen so an extent they are still doing their own parts because a larger a larger a larger populace or a larger portion of the nigerian citizenry have actually lost hope hmm. people are living in great despair and they just they just open against open against hope that it could get better. But I've always been an advocate of let's make it work through viable solutions, not just about hoping or having faith. faith let's put in the action. Yeah, we have to put the action. We have to we draw have to a roadmap. A roadmap that, okay, this is not working. We've identified that. What can we do in the short interim or mid-term to even change this whole structure? Because this is not working. This is not working. Our democracy is way too expensive. 
this federal system it is as long as it's the nigerian practicing it it is still going to be skewed so even if it's a parliamentary system we will first revert to to reduce the cost of governance i think we need to go to that as early as possible hmm. because this system is not sustainable that is the obvious truth it's not that's it it's not oh that's amazing do you still have any other words to say Lastly. Um, yeah i would just i would just like to employ the youths that we should not be tired we should just go out we should we should perform our civic rights we should do what needs to be done we should try and vote these people out that's what that is the only thing we can do they understand so so hopefully we'll see results and hopefully when our leaders when they hear this it's going to buy their conscience for them to do the right thing Definitely. Because, because because we need them to act upon it. Of course. See, somebody just just needs to do the right thing. Yes. Somebody just needs. We're not to asking do for the anything, right Joe. You are not asking for the See, type I'm of going color. To, I'm, going to, I'm going to say this because we don't know who is hearing it. A friend of mine was kidnapped last year, last hmm. year November. So look at the level of insecurity of the country. He was kidnapped. Um, some of our friends. They went to the police station to go and to make it complete. Make it complete. Yeah, we are looking for somebody. Somebody is missing. So, you know, normally they are supposed to question them. That when was the last time you people you spoke to mm-hmm. him? When was the last time you interacted? When was the last time mm-hmm. you saw him? So, he he is the, the the wife the wife of that my friend said said the wife of that my friend said. Um, that he called on his way home that he called on his way home that he called on his way home that he is coming home that the wife should make dinner do you understand that the wife should make dinner and he never got home so at the police station my friends were referred to anti-kidnapping police department when they got there, they said um, for them to track his phone, his phone, his last location. That when they, that if they track his phone, they will know his last location. They will know the person he spoke to last on the phone. When they got there, they they asked them to go and bring about four hundred thousand wow. for the investigation to begin. Wow, do you understand? So. Along the line, boys couldn't meet up with the money, so there was there was arguments that uh, we are citizens of this country. How how will somebody get missing and you ask them to go and bring this substantial amount of money? So they were now arrested as a prime suspect just because they questioned. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Definitely. So people, it's not that we don't know what is right for we us, do. but we are scared of we, we 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 are scared of talking. And when when when, when you talk, this, you get locked up. You understand? So make sure that they are enlightened enough. Yes. To see so, from this so, holistic perspective. So when when the when the children of the poor speaks, mm-hmm. they they say the hoodlums are trying to attack the government because we that we are. We are not um, political elites. Mm-hmm. 
we are not millionaires we are the hoodlums mm. that's what they refer to us as do you understand so mm-hmm. how can how can a grown man mm. in his 30s just go missing and nothing is done about it so it is it is scary see i used to tell my friends that this could be anyone yes it could be anybody Definitely. and that's why we're putting out the words so, so yes. we just we just need to just do the right thing we, sh- we need to go out go and fight for our rights that is the best thing we can do mm. for ourselves and for the generation to come mm. thank you very much thank you so much and um thank you so much yeah that is um uh my own little contribution to the state of this country and in a way preferring my own solution let's just get more youths aware even this is beyond the youths more people should be aware it's only youths that exist in nigeria that we need to actually have a stop to actually understand where we are and where we ought to be and how we can actually move from this point to the desired end. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, guys. And that brings the end of the AKD podcast episode. So if you are listening to this, guys, I want you to make sure you share this episode to your friend. Make sure you share this for someone who would listen. If you're in Nigeria, if you're in Nigeria abroad, anybody listening to this Make sure you share and create the awareness you get. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, so guys, that brings us to the end of the Life Before Film show. I know you must have been wondering, like, how did we bring up this? This is a very important, you know, call. And also, it needs to be treated urgently. So if you enjoyed the conversations and you want more people to be aware of this, do this by sharing this episode to them. Thank you very much. See you next week, Thursday.